Now we're talking. All right, all right. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. I am Michael of Overland Bound. This and is Corey. This is Corey. We're here with... Dell Albright. And... And we are um, talking with sharetrails.org, Blue Ribbon Coalition. And we are talking about something that is very important to you and affects your access to the great outdoors. Hey, so you know, everybody listening, you're probably listening because you agree, adventure is absolutely necessary. A lot of us, we get into our daily grind and we need to balance that out with going out and enjoying the great outdoors. Well, guess what? There are folks who um, fight this battle nonstop to keep the great outdoors accessible to all of us. And it's a conversation that is that is vitally important. It's the topic of proper land use. And you guys, you know, this is what you do day to day. Um, why don't you guys do a quick, uh, a quick introduction and um, then we'll get rolling. Well, Todd's the president, so he should go first. No. Todd, you better go. <laughs> but I will go first. So uh, I'm Todd Ogre, president of Blue Ribbon Coalition, sharetrails.org. Uh, um, I've been in this position for about four years now. I uh, came on board the uh, board around 2009. Um, I started out uh, with the Navy, did 26 years there, retired, went to work for a major oil company. But I've uh, been doing this land use uh, stuff for a few years now, working with Dell and uh, Share Trails and just having fun. Having fun. <laughs> Good point, Dodd. <laughs> Land use is not always fun. I'm Del Albright with the Blue Ribbon Coalition, sharedtrails.org. Dodd's partner. We're also best friends. Um, we're in this land use game. I've been doing it 35 years with land use, 25 years with Blue Ribbon Coalition. And uh, it's always exciting, but my previous career was fire service, and it's nice to be here with Overland Bound. Great, great. So we're talking about proper land use today and land use in general. It's this new thing that just got invented. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys yeah. have been so active for, for a long time. And in fact, sharetrails.org um, was started in the 80s. Correct? And, and Todd knows the history pretty well. It's 87, yeah. wasn't it, Todd? Correct, because we've been around 31 years now. Yeah, that's right. And um, something that, that really resonated with me and that I think everybody can understand is that, that um, you know, there's, there's a, a difference between, um, uh, you know, protecting the environment and keeping it from the public. Uh, and keeping it available to the public. Excellent. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, Todd, I'm going to take a second here and talk. If you don't mind, Todd from Texas. <laughs> Todd and I, we're, we're best friends, so we can uh, kind of banner a little bit back and forth. But getting out for that adventure, the overlanders, the whole, the whole environment of enjoying nature, respecting nature, that's what Todd and I and the whole Blue Ribbon Coalition Share Trails stand for. We need to share the land, sharetrails.org. Mm -hmm. We need to be out there off of our uh, couches and enjoy that adventure to keep our brains healthy. Absolutely, and Blue Ribbon, we stand by that. Yeah, yeah. So you think so, you know, Todd? Did I hit that pretty good? No, I agree, I mean, 100%, you know, Dell and I both spent time in the military for people to have, you know, freedoms to go do what they want. And that includes, you know, having fun out there in our, you know, our back country and our trails, and, you know, just having fun. But you also have to respect it, you know, take, it, take care of it, you know, don't trash it. 
you know, we don't like that. We don't like it when we see it. We don't like people when they do that. So, but you know, it's to go out there and have fun, overland bound. You know, whatever form you hit, you want to recreate with, let's go ahead. Let's go have some fun. Absolutely, part of that freedom of overlanding is. Uh... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I needed the water, so I had some help here. Part of that freedom of overlanding is like ghost towns in the backcountry, old mining camps where we can go and just park, walk around, enjoy it, take a few pictures, leave a few footprints, you know, and leave nature as it is, leave our historical cultural resources there, but go see them before they all fall down. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Blue Ribbon, Blue Ribbon Coalition, that's really part of our culture, is to explore, have the adventure, share the land. There's places where we don't belong, places we do belong. That's that's part of our mission and vision. Yeah. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, uh, let's talk a little bit about the topic of, of land use. You know, what I find, um, something that can be distracting in these conversations is is when you think about um, recreation in the great outdoors and in the wilderness, and you think about uh, land conservation, it tends to be polarizing, right? People see those sometimes as, as different things, and, and, it's, and it's not. It's the same thing. Um, what would you say about, about that? You want to go first, Todd? Um, so I guess... <laughs> Kind of trying to understand the question, but I think you know, recreating and conservation. You know, really, we're after the same thing. We want to make sure we have a good forest, good public lands that are maintained, so that they get you know they're sustainable. We don't want to you know like forest fires out there; they're burning them down. That's not sustainable. You know, we want to start taking care of our public lands. You know, whether we're whatever side of the fence we're on, we're really after one end goal, and that's to maintain you know take care of our forest and public lands. Mm-hmm. And, and Michael, you hit it, preserving our resources and our public lands for the public, not from the public. That's yes. the motto, slogan of Blue Ribbon Coalition Share Trails. That's It's for us. Right. At the same time, as Todd was pointing out, you know, the respectful consideration, cleaning up, trash bags, trail work, all those things make up that magic word of land use. Tell us about it. Tell us about it, Tom. Say that again, Todd. I said the responsible use you know, of our public land so we can continue to recreate and go have fun. That's right. It's a, uh, and, and to get into more, a little more substantive detail, to be responsible means setting the example, carrying a trash bag, volunteering for a club project, um, writing a letter if, if it's important to you about a subject. Um, that, that showing our children, setting the example is key. Land use is a package of preserving the adventure. The steps that we take to keep that adventure alive that I just ran through for yeah. the most part, it's its complicated. There's a lot to it, but in reality, it is that simple. Del, what percentage of trails are still open now um, compared to when you started? 50 years of off-roading throughout the country, a lot of Southern California, the Southern West, Southwestern deserts, Oregon, Idaho, Nevada, mostly. Half of what I used to do, 50% in those 50 years, is closed due to either irresponsible use, unnecessary wilderness, or some 
subdevelopment that mm -hmm. ruined an area that was really a good place to go adventure. I mean, we weren't involved in the early days of preserving our adventure, and now we are. And there's only more of us. There's only more people. And so this conversation will continue to be more and more critical as we go forward. It'll actually get more complicated because the, our sport is growing. That's right. There are more people who are wanting to take their overlanding adventure, picnicking, camping, take the kids and the dog, whatever, and get away from the societal crunch. That's right. That we all Civilization. Experience. Civilization. <laughs> we want to escape. So one of the numbers I saw was like 25 million people are recreating in this country um, on a yearly basis. Mm -hmm. And that number's growing. In a, in a recent study, uh, some of the industry people did, the majority of outdoor recreation is now by motor, motorsports, overlanding, jeeping, four-wheeling, dirt biking, whatever. We are a segment of the economy that is huge. And if we use that to our advantage, we can help local economies and we can keep doing the adventure. Mm -hmm. Have to be involved. That's the key. You have to be part of something. Overland bound is the start. I'm caring about our sport and how we're out there, you know, setting the example. You know, that's just being responsible Americans uh, when we're out there. That's right. Right on. Let me, you asked me earlier, what is land use, right? Yep. And that is precisely what we started here in this conversation, where you've got a trash bag on the back, you're setting the example, you're picking up cans, even if it's not yours, cleaning up a campfire pit, volunteering with a club to go out and uh, help work a day, haul some rocks, cut down some trees on the trail or get them off the trail. That is land use in a big, you know, picture. That's what it is. Right. Let's make this. Uh, let's make it this uh, real for folks that um, might just be getting into uh, overlanding or outdoor recreation. Um, I just started, say, and uh, I love going to the Sierras, and I just take it for granted that the Sierras are always going to be there for me. Um, and it's really great because I get to go out there and experience the wilderness. I don't even think they take it for granted, right? They, there's just no, uh, the conversation hasn't been brought to them yet. Yeah. Not even a thought. Right, right. because it is a privilege can, that we're accustomed to. Can we, can we talk about some real world examples mm -hmm. where that turned out not to be the case? <laughs> Todd and I both have, Todd, do you have something you want to chime in there first? Yeah, I mean, you know, look at, you know, we always thought the Rubicon Trail would be, you know, always open. And look at the fight we had to do to keep the Rubicon Trail open and keep the gate off the Rubicon Trail. You know, you know Friends of the Rubicon and the work they did, you know, that started, you know, really my, you know, path into land use. I heard about that and went through some training with Dell. But, you know, that brought groups, diverse groups together, diverse people together for one fight to keep that trail open. And that, I mean, that was awesome. And new, a new person, like you're, you're talking about, driving up to some trail, and they've got their 80 series Land Cruiser, whatever they have. And for example, part, just take a random example. example. Random example, because my lovely wife has one. <laughs> um, you know, you look at the land and you think, cool, this is mine, this is public land is free. All I have to do is go play. Not realizing, you know, 
that there are a whole bunch of people who don't like what we do because there are some bad examples in our sport. Some people don't do it right. And unfortunately, that labels all of us. Even though you're driving a nice rig that's well set up, you're still looked at by some people as that person who's going to go out there and tear up the land. And it's not right. the case. And it's a, it's a struggle. It's a struggle over image all the time. And yeah. to get that new... Go ahead, Todd. And so, you know, when, when someone's out there and they go off the trail and someone takes a picture of just the tracks off the trail, you know, they're, you know, the, the people on the other side of the fence are just pointing the fingers at all of us as a whole group that, yeah. you know, we can't, you know, recreate responsibly. And in uh, another example is like Moab. In the trails, long trails of Moab is a cryptobiotic crust, a living dirt mm -hmm. with stuff in it. I mean, it doesn't get up and walk and talk and drink beer, but it's a living dirt. <laughs> I mean, if, if you were a Navy guy, you probably would uh, drink beer with the dirt. But, ooh! For the listeners, uh, you know, thank you for listening in, but Todd and I are, um, we're, well, I'm Army and he's Navy. What else can I say? He doesn't get it. But he's a good guy. <laughs> he's a good guy, and he's president. And I just probably lost my job. <laughs> anyway, the cryptobiotic crust. Wait, I'm I'm not finished, Todd. So, <laughs> you're you're driving along, in your nice overlanding rig, and you want to pull off, park, have lunch, and you don't realize. And if you haven't stopped to read the signs. You don't pull off and park and walk in the cryptobiotic crust. You have done more damage to nature than can be fixed. But more importantly, you've damaged our sport. Mm -hmm. Now there's tracks and it's our fault, right? Yep. So that brings me to another power. land use thing. Mm -hmm. Always stop and read the signs. Every listener here, if you do nothing else, stop and read the signs and know the rules when you go out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's always handouts. There's always a kiosk. Stop yeah, for a minute. We have, our, we have Navy, Navy guys that can help him read those signs. So I'm going to send the Marines in on you, but stop and read the signs. How about that for us, look? Stop and read. You're, you're under. Go ahead, Michael. You're, you're underscoring proper land use. There is a proper way. This has been thought out. So be educated about, you know, how to conduct yourself, when, where, and how wherever you roam, wherever you travel. And that's the first step, is to stop and read the signs. Yeah. Every trail, pretty much, there's something about it. There's a key other, or you can go to the website for the, for the person who owns it, BLM, Forest Service, State Parks, Yeah. and check on Strawberry, Slick Rock, whatever trail, mm -hmm. wherever you are, there's something about it that tells you the rules. It's right. like going fishing. You wouldn't go fishing without knowing the rules and having a license, right? Yep. Learn the rules, follow them. It's really simple. We're not talking complicated things here, but, and then set that example. That's Pick right. Pick up the trash, clean up fire pits, little things. I mean, you don't have to spend all day jumping out of your rig picking up trash, although Stacy does, my wife. Hmm. We stop a lot to make sure there's no trash left by our community, wherever we are. It's one of. Uh... I thought that was for your naps. <laughs> we do stop from. That... That's you. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> um, you know, we have a, a, a saying, it's one of, we have our founding principles, of course, and one of the, the founding principles is leave it better than you found it, if you can. Um, and 
you know, the appeal that that we'd make to the community in general is to serve as a positive example, as you were saying, Dell. And that's not always easy to be not the cool kid who is saying, you guys, you don't do that here. It's right. not the way um, to to treat to treat the area, but you have to do it. You know, you really make a good point. Sometimes when you do that, set the example, it's like the one who's not drinking and driving, mm -hmm. the one who's not acting like an idiot in front of young children. You might not be the cool kid, yep. but you're doing more for the country, for, for the future than anybody can imagine. That's yeah. where it counts. That's where the rubber meets the road. When I first met my lovely bride, she thought we could, you know, have more fun in the Jeep. <laughs> drink, drink, have a beer, you know. He's, get, he's getting a, a nice stare. As a, as a passenger. <laughs> it was a fact because a lot of people do it. A lot of people do. Yeah. Not in my Jeep, not in my rig. Yep. And we agreed that that wasn't the way to do it. And, of course, from Blue Ribbon, you don't drink on the trail, period. Mm -hmm. And most organized runs, you don't drink on the trail. That's an example that's easy to set. By anybody you may not be the cool kid you're the smart kid that's right yeah and you're and yeah. you're go ahead go ahead todd yeah and we, you know we've all seen examples where people have been drinking on the trail and something happens and they get hurt and that's not the you know that's not the way to be setting the example out there you know and so you know Del and i and then a bunch of us have set that example and it just you know yeah sometimes you know people out there you know hey have a beer and it's like no it's time for that when we get back to the campfire and tell our tall tales and whatnot. But uh, when we're out here, you know, set the example. And it didn't take long for that example to kick in. When people see Dell and Stacy drive up to an event or a trail ride, they know that there's not yeah. going to be drinking and yeah. driving. And I, I'm not saying someone's getting drunk and getting behind the wheel. It doesn't matter. It's illegal to have an open container in the vehicle, period. When that first happened, I forget the year, but we were on the Rubicon a lot. And it was so serious that people who don't like our sport were hiding in the bushes with cameras, mm -hmm. trying to catch people, even the passenger with an open container, drinking or not, it didn't matter. Well, it went so far as if you had a crushed beer can in the cab, that's an open container. Mm -hmm. That's when Trasheroo and some of the other, like Cal Four Wheel came up with the burlap potato sacks or whatever they are, trash bags. Yep. So it would be away from the driver outside the vehicle. Mm -hmm. So it was so bad that if I stopped to pick up beer cans, I had to make sure I wasn't near the Jeep so they couldn't get a picture of me and ruin my reputation. It was that serious. Yeah. I was picking up trash. It wasn't a lot. And putting it in my trash or my trash bag or whatever I had hanging on the back of the rig. Yeah, yeah so, I'll just say this conversation can be so polarizing. We talked about that earlier. Um, a lot of groups doing what they think is the best, but it seems to me that the no-brainer point of entry for the conversation is this conversation around picking things up. If you, when you keep the trail clean, you're eliminating, you're taking certain conversations off the table, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Just take taking ammunition away. Right from people who have an agenda around their perception of what proper land use is. That's not inclusive to motorized vehicles or bikes or mm -hmm. anything. anything, right? So the, the cleaning up of the trails seems to me to be the universal uh, stabilizer in sure. the conversation. 
and that any organization can get behind and we can all work together towards. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, uh, I just remembered I have a really cool trash bag. Spider Web Shade is a company that makes these shade tops and stuff. Well, they make, anyway, it's really durable. Hangs on the back. Anybody who doesn't have a trash bag hanging on the back of their rig or somewhere really accessible is not doing their part as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. That's so simple. Yeah. Do you have to fill it up every time? No. Would it be nice if you, yeah. And I'd hope you never find that much trash. Yeah. But carry a trash bag. Let's, yeah, and let's get into trail cleanup. We'll talk about that cool. in a second. Um, but you're, you're right. And, and, you know, we always pick up more than, more than we leave on a trail. Sometimes it's not sustainable. And, and honestly, we've gone out to areas of the Mojave Desert where you need a crew. Right. You know, because it, it really does take a lot of folks to do the cleanup out there because there's, you know, just that much, that much trash. Um, I want to underscore something that we can all do as a community, and and I don't mean overland bound. I mean anybody who enjoys outdoor recreation, and that is to educate others, because there are folks like um, the the local the local clubs and folks like overland bound who are organized and and may send out a message of proper land use, but that has to be embraced by the community and reinforced as well, because. I, we can't, we can't, you're not there's enforcers. not enforcer. Yeah, not we're not enforcers, enforcers and, and we're not in the business of, of enforcing, um, you know, full grown adults. We need to educate <laughs> and, and, uh, and continue to reinforce it within the various communities as well. Let people know, hey, this is vitally important so we don't get our trails shut. Todd and I do that. Yeah. Go ahead, Go ahead Todd. So, you know, the Overland Bound and, and other groups, you know, like Calpho Wheel and, and Share Trails, you know, we put that message out there, but it's the people out there on the trails being responsible to, you know, enforce that or, you know, comply, not, I guess not comply, but, you know, just, you know, do what, you know, what we've asked them to do and, and be responsible and good citizens of our lands. Well, and there nothing works like peer pressure. That's right. If Nothing we, works like your. If you like and I, Michael, if we were right. out on a trail ride together and we we're hanging yep. along, drinking some beer, jaw jack, and texting while we're driving. Yep. Not. Yep. But seriously, let's say we're on a ride, and you and I are stopping and we're getting out picking up trash. We talked to a couple other people who didn't pick up their Pepsi can, Coke can, whatever, and pick it up for them if we have to. Yep. But show them, talk to them, a little peer pressure. It can, just takes a few words. Nobody needs to get in a fist fight. <laughs> you know, right. that's no, right. No, that's right. That and you're right. A little peer pressure. Come on, dude. Just your cigarette butt. Well, you left a cigarette butt on the forest. And, and come I, on. We, and we seen, really want to use social media yeah. for that too, as an extension of you can have the doing, but you know, part of our our trail guardian concept that we came up for Overland Bound is that people would share what they've done to clean up on a trail on social media. Yes. We got pretty, pretty pictures of mountains. We got awesome trails. We got Jeeps going through water. Well, let's have pictures of garbage bags that are full. Well, and let's two things and go. Get, it to your, get it to your network and then let it go beyond that so that it's just a little seed planted yep. in the back of someone's mind. Setting the example, planting the seed. Absolutely. Yep. That's what Todd and I do all the time. Stacy does it. Yep. I have pictures of my wife with a trash bag in each hand, plastic bags under her arm from like Logandale up down by Las Vegas. It's mm -hmm. an OHV area. 
a lot of people use it. And it was just trash from campers. And she had so much trash, she could hardly walk. But I posted that picture, you know, on Instagram, blah, 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 blah. And it got a lot of views yep. setting the example. And that those, those little things uh, make a huge difference. And you might not see the difference immediately. But Del, to your point, um, I've been on trips with, you know, a number of folks, 10 folks or so. And I'll go around the camp and pick up trash. I'm not talking to anybody or saying anything. I'm just going around the camp picking up trash. And then the next day, everyone else is picking up trash. They're like, oh, yep, we're about we to roll that. out. Let's do a stupid check. We do yep. that with the you know? kids. That's a subtle so, peer pressure. That's, yeah. It's subtle, mm -hmm. but it's very overt in, in a lot of what you're showing. By, you're leading by example. Yeah. And you're cleaning up messes. Yeah. Our kids right. are now... I don't want to say trained because that sounds a little bit harsh, but at the other uh, kids, we're, they're trained. <laughs> okay, they're trained. <laughs> but as we're, you know, as we're breaking down camp, that's their chore. Perfect. They and they know it. We don't have to prompt. It's just part of the routine. And man, they're looking for those bottle caps. They're looking for those cigarette butts. They're looking for all the tiny things because yes. they know that, that we reward them for that. The smaller the piece <laughs> that they find. Yes, well, and we have people that buy those uh, can picker uppers, the little handle thingies you can get from, you know, oh, box stores. They would dig that so much. It makes it fun for kids. Mm -hmm. You can get down and get a bottle cap. You can get cigarette butts. It's sanitary. It makes it, and you're not touching it. You had to think about these things. Yeah. Well, in, in my well, day, in my, <laughs> I'm an old guy, so in my day, you know, everybody in the army smoked cigarettes. It was pretty much standard. Vietnam days, everybody did, and there were butts. Yeah, so they guys would flip them. End of the day, you went on butt patrol. First time I heard that, I thought I was looking for Navy guys. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. I don't think that's fair. Todd's not in the room. The proper response. Okay, we're keeping that in. <laughs> Still there? Fired, <laughs> Are you still there, Texas Todd? <laughs> yeah, I'm still here. You're fired. <laughs> You're not. It. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> um, but we yeah. did. We did yeah. patrol. We, uh, stupid patrol. Butt yeah. patrols. Trash pickup. Whatever you want to call it. Yeah. That's a good example to set. Yeah. No, absolutely. And the first time a kid says, "Well, we didn't leave that trash," or a young person. Yeah. No, but we're taking care of what somebody left to ruin our sport. Yeah. You know, yeah. ruin our you didn't nature. Pick it up either. We're gonna pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, in, in setting that ethical value with the, you know your kids, don't carry that into the future with them forever. So you know that's good on you. Yeah, that's right. Yes, very much so. Hey, so um, you know, just summarizing, you, um, we can't take our public land for for granted. It 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 is um. Uh, available to us in in large part because of the efforts of um, people like your group uh, and it is constant like it is a constant and full-time job and so the the best thing to do is be aware that this is an ongoing conversation and an ongoing struggle and to become informed about it and to help where you can become involved well, can let's jump in? let's yeah uh, the help where you can so Something that's very important to Michael and I and, you know, by proxy, Overland Bound, is 
we don't want to give a pres like a prescribed set of steps around who to support and how to do it. Right. We want we want our members and in general um, people to do their research, know what they believe, and then take action based on those two those two pieces of the equation. Um, it makes the action more meaningful. So from from your experience and from you know from where Blue Ribbon Share Trails stands, how could somebody start that process? How where do you start? Where do you look? And then once you get a sense of of what you're going to stand up for, what do you do after that? And who do you contact? What letters do you write? Can you just talk about the process? Holy smokes! How many questions you're going to ask? Yeah, <laughs> I got a lot of I got a lot of thoughts. <laughs> I want to have. You want to take some of that, Todd? So yeah, you know, and you got a term there for that. Del. I think it's uh, join or jail. I've, I always get those I'll give that. I'm going to give that speech. You don't get to give that speech. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to give that speech? Yeah, you know it. You wrote it. It's, right. it's yours. You own that one. We all plagiarize from it. The best answer that I've ever come up with is my jail speech. J A I L, and it's how to keep public lands out of jail and what can one person do, in summary. J for join. That's the most important thing you can do. Find something that makes sense to you. Mm -hmm. If you want to start nationally with Blue Ribbon Coalition Share Trails, cool. If you want to start locally with the, you know, the Cruisers Club of Carolina, whatever. Start somewhere and join. Number one, whatever makes sense. My, my lovely wife Stacy says everybody should spend at least $100 a year on memberships. Mm -hmm. That's not even a weekend of bottled waters and snacks. I mean, really a beer. If you, I mean, and if you yeah. join a club or an association, state, California Association, four-wheel drive club, Blue Ribbon, Corvette, whatever makes sense, 100 bucks a year, mm -hmm. you're doing your part right there, number one. Second thing to do is to advocate. Talk it up. When you're talking to somebody, neighbor, he said, what's that nice big old rig you have with all that stuff? Why do you need all that? You go into the passion behind the sport. Why do you love exploring? Why do you have to outfit to explore? What, what makes you so excited about driving around in the backwoods? Advocate. Let them understand us. They don't understand us. People who don't know what we do don't understand. So advocate. Third thing to do is to include others. You ever get the chance to take a politician... Um, what we used to call a newspaper person or somebody that wants to learn more, give them a seat, give them a ride, show them something, include them again so they understand us. It makes all the difference in the world. And the last thing to do is letters, L, letters. When uh, whoever you join says, hey, we need some letters because they're going to close Oceano, they're going to close Rubicon, they're going to close Moab. We need letters. They're going to close Glamis. They're going to kill King of the Hammer. Well, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Write those letters when asked. Join, advocate, include others in letters. Jail. Let's mm -hmm. keep our public lands out of jail and open for responsible access. So that is my summary. Yeah. And that joining part, if you just get on the forums and the websites and open your ears and open your eyes, you'll see all these associations pop up. Mm -hmm. State regional, national, mm -hmm. and local. Find the ones that make sense and throw some joining money their direction. If you don't mm -hmm. want to go to meetings, fine. 
Dell and Todd will go to the meetings. Well, Todd, well, I'm going to go cheap and then. <laughs> You're going to take a nap. What are you talking about? And, and the nice thing about share trails, honestly, we don't have chapters. We don't have clubs. You don't have to go to meetings to be an, a, 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 an active member. Mm -hmm. You pay your dues. You get a nice magazine. Cal for Will has meetings, and we do both. Mm -hmm. Stacy and I, we do both. Because it's important to be involved at the state level as well as the national level. Todd and Dell are the only ones that are going to go to Washington, D.C. and stand there in the hallway and talk to those people. <laughs> <laughs> and that, believe me, that's a chore. It's a big, and it's a it's, big, it's, so we're, the, we're, the, we're that national presence, right? Yeah. Share trails. But at the state level, you know, Capitol Hill, that's Calpo, Will, Corporal, whatever it makes sense. Yeah. Join, advocate, include others, and write some letters when asked. It's something that we're we're very conscious of doing, especially um, when we're aware that we have you know we have global we have a, we're a global organization, but we have a large amount of people in the U.S. and it's how to get people to act locally as much as possible. So something we're doing is hey, if you take this trail and you see what club is stewarding that that trail and go to their website see how you Perfect. can contribute yes and mm -hmm. and maybe you know throw them 25 bucks throw them throw them what you can so that they feel the support from communities outside of yes. what they're you know what they're familiar with because it might be a jeep club and i drive a toyota but just do a little research and get to know the people who are boots on the ground with shovels and gloves in hand Yes. Making that enjoyable and accessible to everybody. And it's like that trail we were talking about at lunchtime. We talked about uh, Slick Rock mm -hmm. and uh, some other trails. And there's usually a sign at the beginning, Carsonite, little thing that says adopted by the walking jeepers or cowboy. Mm -hmm. Somebody, hopefully, has adopted that trail. And you're right. So I get home, I get on the website. Who are the walking jeepers? Oh, yep. they have cleanups and they have projects. If I can donate, fine. But if I can give a day of my time, mm -hmm. how valuable is that? That is the value right, right there. Because yeah. on Deer Valley, it took three weekends of hauling rocks to fix that trail, to harden a crossing for the red, was it the red-legged frog? Red-legged frog. <laughs> yep. So, yep. what's that, Todd? So, yeah, there's that red-legged frog up there that we can fight across the Sierras. Yeah. But it took three weekends of people who could haul trailers full of rock to fix that problem. You can't fix that with money. It mm -hmm. was back-breaking labor in some cases, yep. and we did it. So a day of your time. I have a, a thing that Todd always teases me about. It's called one for one. You know, you get one Navy guy, you got one Army. No, I mean um, <laughs> one day of a trail ride, come home and do one thing to save the sport. Yeah. Write one letter. Make one phone call. Get on Overland Bound and make a comment about how much you enjoyed the trail and that you shared your experience with some. Do one thing for every one day, like one for yeah. one, and and let people let people know that you're active in that conversation yes. because yes. it does spread the word. Yes. Um, the if anybody um, out there in the audience, and thank you for listening. Uh, if anybody out there knows of a local group or trail, and you want to forward their information, we will also put them on the member map so that people can go and directly support that group because acting locally is is, is very important. It's Let the key. Acting yeah. locally is the That's key. That's right, yeah. Yeah, and we are, 
we have that resource map that we've built and it's going to sound like a plug for us but it's just something we're we're very passionate about but we would like to learn more to know more about who is organizing the cleanups who needs the help so that we can put their event on our map and anyone who comes to overlandbound.com and goes to our resource map can see it and join they don't need to be a member but they can go and and we're hoping that somebody goes on there and says hey what's like what's going on around me yeah what's i i'm jonesing to to get to get in there and help well and and i will say i'm probably a grandpa's age to a lot of the listeners here but you know my wife drives an 80 series and i'm a jeep guy Mm -hmm. but i'm going to show up where i'm needed she's going to show up where you don't be shy because you drive up in a in an overlanding rig and there's a bunch of little jeeps out there running around sometimes you have to be the full-grown adult <laughs> and get past that well you know they're all jeeps and i'm gonna tell you get past that because you want to help save our sport yeah and our land so get past that i know it's that's a tough one sometimes but believe me it's all about you as a person not your vehicle yeah you know when if someone's giving you a hard time about what you drive and when you walk up to, you know, help out an event, go, you know, I'm just here to help at the event. What does it matter what I, I'm driving to get here? Yeah. You know, we're all here for one thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, we had to fill out a survey when they wanted to put a Navy guy as president of Blue Ribbon. You know, and they selected me unanimously. <laughs> and now I'm fired. <laughs> Hey, so don't don't be shy. You know, you're an overlander. You like ghost towning. You like backcountry. You like Mojave. Whatever. Don't be shy about showing up to help save our sport, keep it alive for the future, and keep our lands good. And one more thing about what you can do: find out who supports our trails before you go spending money on your vehicle. Mm-hmm. There's, there's there's lots of tire companies. There are a lot of good ones. There's lots of armor companies. Remember, look for those people who on their website has a link to maybe Blue Ribbon, Corvette, Cal Four Wheel, United, something showing that they're at least linking to somebody mm-hmm. or they have raffle products everywhere you go. You know, you're going to see Metal Cloak, BF Goodrich, some of these companies always throwing stuff at raffles. Well, duh, that means they support the sport. They're helping. Yep. I buy from materially companies. they're putting their money well, where they're exactly. Yeah. I buy from yeah. companies that are supporting the sport. BF Goodrich has the outstanding trails program. One hundred eighty thousand mm-hmm. dollars dished out to clubs, right. four thousand dollars at a time to go fix a trail. I got one of the first ones for the Rubicon. Mm-hmm. To me, that puts them above the pack. You know, yeah. I mean, good tires out there, but who's supporting the trails? So buy from those that help keep us, you know, going. Now, on the, on the topic of um, uh, keeping our trails available and the topic of pro- proper land use, um, we, we've touched on this a little bit. doesn't matter what you drive. It doesn't matter what your flavor of enjoying the great outdoors is. The fact of the matter is there aren't enough people talking about this. Mm-hmm. There aren't. There needs to be more people having this conversation. And the fact of the matter is this conversation gets more and more serious as time goes on. And it might sound lofty, but it's very true. The population of the planet is increasing. There are traffic jams that today that did not exist only eight years ago, and it's because there's more of us. 
And so as we go forward, it's going to happen faster than you think. This this conversation is is paramount to enjoying the outdoors and, and keeping this available and, to, to everyone. And also the the just the impact of social media. Yes. It's real. It's happening. That train is moving. Yep. Hey, and look, guys. Look, guys. Uh, keeping your secret camping area safe. I'm sorry. Those days are done. Absolutely. They're yep. done. You've got you've got Google Earth. That, it, that is updated on a regular basis, you've got social media, please do not think that you can keep your area safe and so you don't have to be involved in this conversation because it's not sustainable. It's going to be behind jail. That's right. Michael, you brought up a good point. You're down on Mojave Road and there's sections of that where the Los Angeles freeway trash blows into our yeah. area and you've got Kentucky Fried Chicken boxes, whatever, everywhere. You can't pick all that up. Mm -hmm. That's a project. Don't feel bad about that. Yeah. Don't you pick up what's in front of you, what you can, and you finally say, "This is going to require more." You know. Yeah. Don't feel bad. Yeah. Do you your part, to... whatever that part is that day. Don't feel ashamed or bad. I for, I've been doing this off roading for fifty years. Yeah. Fifty percent of my trails where I used to go are closed in fifty years. Half of what I used to do. Death Valley, Southern California, some of the deserts are now closed. I'm on a mission not to let that happen. Yeah, let's let's underscore that fact, right? We've talked about taking this for 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 granted or if there's a lack of awareness. That's the fact. Half of those trails are closed. They're not available for the public to enjoy. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Know? And part of that is by irresponsible land use. Yes. You know, so take yeah. care of it. Take care of it. That's yeah. Treat it like you want it. So I've seen trails get closed because we've not documented the use. And, and oh. that's where, you know, if you go look at some of the motor vehicle use maps out there, like, well, I used to have a trail that went from here to here. Well, if you didn't document it or the Forest Service didn't know about it and it didn't make it on the map, now it's closed. So, hmm. yeah, that's something else to remember. You talked about, you know, campsites, you know, you think they're out there hidden, but we need to make sure they're highlighted so they end up on those maps. We can't continue to use them. Yeah, that's the new Forest Service. If it's not on the motor use vehicle map, the official map, it doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. You may yeah. be using it, but sooner or later, they're going to close it and put a gate because it didn't make it to the map. Somebody didn't document. Wow. That's that was so called simple. travel management back several years ago. So simple. Yeah. That, again, you know, don't be overwhelmed. Uh, we've talked about a lot on this podcast, but don't be afraid. Don't be overwhelmed. You know, if you're an overlander, you've got some smarts and you know what you're doing. If you need help with land use, get a hold of me, get a hold of Todd. We're both on the forums. We're part of the team. Mm -hmm. um, it's simple steps. Like I say, join, advocate, include others, write letters when asked, educate yourself. We're happy to help with that, but don't be afraid of this. This is the future of what you love to do. Mm -hmm. Now, let's uh, specifically tell people where they can go to learn more. All right. Number one, Todd's, we've already, sharetrails.org. That's the website for Blue Ribbon. There you go. com. if you're a Californian. That's California Association, California Four-Wheel Drive Association. They changed the name Cal Four Wheel, by the way. It used to be California Association of Four-Wheel Drive Clubs. Now it's California Four-Wheel Drive Association. Not just Jeeps. Right. Overlanders aren't always excited about hanging out with Jeeps. We like Jeeps. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we, uh -huh. <laughs> you see a lot of Toyotas. 
<laughs> I live with the Toyota, so you know, I like it. <laughs> but get on the forum, get on OLB, Overland Bound. Uh-huh. Poke around in our sections for land use. Yep. And there's help there. There's organizations. We're going to do a lot more with that section mm-hmm. and uh, how you can help, the ethics, where to look. So you have a tool there that you, you just can't buy. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. All right. You guys yeah, think? we've started a list in there of, you know, some of the different organizations, you know, basically across this nation that, you know, folks can go to. Um, and so that's a start. And there's, there's a lot more of them out there than just what we've already put on the, uh, the forum there. So please add to it. Yeah. Great. Fantastic. Right. Any, any last? Any parting thoughts from you guys? Anything you want to add? You guys are fun. I enjoyed this. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's fun. Well, we'll you do more. Get I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, owe you, I think I owe you lunch, Del. Yeah, so we have to do something again. Yeah. Um, so you guys, yeah, yeah go to we the can, forums. We can do it on a boat. Include the Navy guys. On a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're headed your way, Todd. We'll, we'll circle back with you on that. You guys, we'll continue collaborating together. Thank you for your time today. It's been, Thank it's you. been absolutely great. You guys Thank out you. there in the audience, um, you know, um, be informed. Go to some of those organizations that we've mentioned, and we'll continue to do more. If you've got ideas, bring them forward, and um, we'll do stuff together. Be part of the solution. That's right. Part of the solution. All right. Thanks a lot, you guys. Thank you, Todd. Thanks for your time. Thank you. All right. Yep.